Donald Trump has managed to make millions of dollars off of the federal government, both when he was the president of the United States. And of course, after he left office, he continued making money from the United States federal government because of course he has secret service protection and those secret service agents got to stay somewhere. They got to eat somewhere and they're renting rooms at Mar-a-Lago. They're renting rooms at Bedminster. They're having three square meals a day in the Trump cafeteria where our tax dollars are being spent to protect Trump. And then he gets to pocket the rest because they're utilizing his properties. And that brings us to another viewer question. This one is from uh, Vicky Schoolcraft 874, who asks, Hey, Farron, when will the government stop paying Trump organizations taxpayers dollars for security services to stay at Trump's resorts? It's a law since they have now been found guilty of fraud. The government will not use taxpayers money uh, to them for services. Uh, I've asked this question several times and still no answers about it. Be careful, stay safe and enjoy some time with your family. Well, thank you very much for that. Um, The answer, when will the federal government stop paying this? The answer is never. It does not matter that he has been convicted of fraud because he was convicted of fraud in a civil trial, not a criminal trial. So still right now, if you were to call Donald Trump a criminal, that would technically by definition be slander. You cannot say that because he has not been criminally convicted of fraud. That was just a civil trial. So there is a bit by there's a big distinction. Like legally speaking, there is a massive distinction between the two. This is just about liability, not about criminality. So just to make that crystal clear, you cannot call Donald Trump a criminal because he has not been convicted of a crime. So I say that as somebody in the media because we can get sued. Like if I were to say Trump is a criminal, he could sue me because it is technically not true. And I know it's not true. So just so everybody knows, that's the thing. The other part of it is even if it were criminal convictions, because obviously he's got 91 felony charges coming against him, uh, he doesn't lose secret service protection. There's nothing in the legislation that Barack Obama signed. um, And I had answered this question earlier in the week. It was like 2012 or 2013. But Obama signed legislation guaranteeing former presidents secret service protection for the rest of their lives. There's no caveats in there. It doesn't say like, as long as you keep your nose clean and stay out of trouble, like, nope. It just says, if you're a former president and you have a heartbeat, brain activity, you get secret service protection. So it doesn't matter. It won't matter. If he gets criminal convictions, he doesn't lose the secret service protection. But what a criminal conviction would do, of course is stop the grift because if Donald Trump gets criminally convicted and sent to jail, the secret service has to go with him. (laughs) You know, they're free to leave at the end of the day when they switch shifts, but they're not going to be staying at Trump resorts anymore. They're not going to be buying food in the Trump cafeteria. So our tax dollars will not continue to subsidize Donald Trump's lifestyle. Um, So that would be the only way that, taxpayers stop putting money in Trump's pocket through the secret service. Uh, Another possible way actually related to the fraud trial in New York is if Donald Trump is forced to liquidate all properties that he currently owns, that obviously would put an end to the secret service 
paying to stay at a Trump property until of course, Trump just reincorporates in a different state, buys new property, and then we're back at it. So those are the only scenarios, legally speaking, Trump's going to get that secret service protection for the rest of his life. And as long as he owns property that is run for a profit, we taxpayers will unfortunately continue to put money back in his pockets. The efforts to kick Donald Trump off of the 2024 ballot have increased to multiple states throughout the United States. We have Colorado. Uh, I believe we have one going in Michigan. We've got several other states working on this. And essentially, they're trying to say that the uh, 14th Amendment, specifically Section 3, the Insurrection Clause, prevents Donald Trump from being able to be on the ballot, legally speaking. And that brings me to our next question. Our question comes from uh, YouTube community member Rex uh, Luskus5873, who asks, how much power do states have to run their elections? I mean, if a state decides that Trump is ineligible under Amendment 14, Section 3, do they have the power to keep him off the ballot without Supreme Court interference? Uh, no. Like, technically, yes, but also no. Um, it's one of those weird, stupid things because... The way things work in this country is anytime anybody, whether it's me walking down the street or a state passing a law or making a declaration, every single thing can be appealed to the United States Supreme Court. And once the Supreme Court makes their decision, there is literally nothing we can do. We would have to pass a constitutional amendment to change whether or not the court is able to do those things. And that is probably one of the most difficult tasks here in the United States. So if these states, which do have the autonomy under the United States Constitution to control how they run their elections in their states, like that is 100% their power. So yes, they would under the constitution have the authority to bar an individual like Donald Trump from being on their state ballot, right? It's our state. We make the decisions. I can do this. But then Trump would file a lawsuit and then it would eventually go to the Supreme court. And then that six, three conservative majority would make the ultimate decision. So the question is, how would the Supreme court rule? Again, we got a 6-3 conservative majority. Half of that conservative majority was appointed by Donald Trump himself. Would they protect him? Would they let him twist in the wind and fall by the wayside? We don't know. I mean, we can obviously assume, which I think a lot of us do, that they would vote to protect Donald Trump. But at the same time, there are no guarantees because they know their jobs are technically not in danger, right? I mean, they, they don't have to protect Trump. Yes, he, he put him there, but he can't. You can't punish them. You know, if you want to put term limits on the Supreme Court, you actually have to have the constitutional amendment, which again, like, oh my God, is almost impossible to do. So the Supreme Court is sitting pretty, which is why a guy like Clarence Thomas can be as corrupt as he wants. And there's like literally nothing we can do. They are the, the top court of the land. So the states do have the authority, but Trump also has the ability to sue, to take it to the Supreme Court, where he would, of course, be hoping that they would save him. I can't say for certain that they would. I definitely see how they could rule against him. But if ideology trumps constitution, 
then Trump gets put back on those ballots and the states suddenly realize that those constitutional protections that they have really don't mean a thing with this conservative court. One of the most common questions that I have gotten throughout all the time of doing, you know, these Q&As, people want to ask basically like what happens to the Trump cult if something happens to Donald Trump, right? He's an older guy. He's a guy that definitely, if he doesn't get this run for president, he's going to be way too old to run again. He's not in great health. So what happens to the cult? Everybody's asked. And I've already addressed that question. But now somebody's kind of asking a question the other way around. Like not what happens to them when they lose their power. Here's a question about what happens to them if they gain power. And this question comes from uh, YouTube community member Ozzy DeWitt who asks, if the MAGA Republicans or Trump-minded individuals, although not necessarily Trump himself, but not excluding him either, manage to strengthen their hold, expanding their influence on American politics, how would the future of the American ideal, the American experiment look? And could that scenario be overcome or would the country disintegrate into hostile adversarial many states in something like an ongoing civil war, social conflict, a conflict, excuse me, internationally would then America lose credibility and allies, not to mention economic influence, all of this because of one man's narcissistic hubris. And I like how you do point that out at the end, because that is true. Like our, our, our country to a degree is like kind of collapsing because of Donald J. Trump. And I want everybody to let that kind of soak in for a moment. Donald Trump is hastening the demise of an entire country. Just him, just him. The one guy has this much destructive force that this is now a possibility. So to answer parts of your question, do we lose allies? hundred percent. Do we lose economic partners? Absolutely. Trump's already said he wants to put a 15% tariff on every good coming into the United States. So they're going to be pissed. We're going to be in trade wars with every single country on the planet if Trump gets back into office. But as you said, what happens to the MAGA movement if they start gaining more power? What happens to America? America starts to look like Florida. America starts to look like Texas or South Dakota under Kristi Noem. We end up with nationwide abortion restrictions. We end up with every single person that's ever immigrated into the United States being put on notice that you could be deported at any time, especially if, as Trump put it a long time ago, you're, you're from one of those, you know, crappy to sanitize the language countries, you know, Europe is okay. You know, a lot of them look like us, but if your skin tone is a little bit darker than Donald Trump's when he's not wearing bronzer then you know that you're put on notice that he will send you back to wherever you came from anytime he pleases. We will have a border wall. We will have two or three border walls. So if you climb over one, you got to climb over another. They will be taller. They will be bigger. We will have xenophobia running rampant. We will have destruction of the First Amendment and all critical media outlets against MAGA uh, will, will be shut down, possibly prosecuted. And I'm bringing these things up because these are all actually things that have been suggested by the MAGA movement. Like these are not just hypotheticals, things I think would happen. These are things they've said they would do. So yeah, America crumbles. The constitution crumbles. Our international standing crumbles into dust. So not a pretty picture. 
It's much more fun to think about what happens to the MAG movement if something happens to Trump and he goes away. Yeah, that's great to think about. The other side of it, not so much. Folks, there's no question about it. Doing this every day, having to talk about some of the worst things ever is stressful. And uh, I do have a lot of good viewers, a lot of kind-hearted people who, who do worry about me because you see me get angry sometimes. And so I have a question here from uh, YouTube community member Mr. Pick 71 who asks, how do you keep your blood pressure under control dealing with Trump and GOP idiots on a daily basis? Um, I got a little help. Actually, I'm starting to wonder if Mr. Pick might actually be my doctor watching videos and like, you better watch your blood pressure. Uh, I get a little bit of help from uh, my good friend uh, Metoprolol. Uh, that is the blood pressure medication that I am on because yes, I do have high blood pressure, uh, but it's not so much the stress of this. Uh, I'm also not the healthiest guy out there. Uh, COVID definitely not kind to me. I put on a ton of weight that I have done virtually nothing to lose since then. So, you know, my blood pressure has gone way up. Um, so I, I need to do more, right? I don't want to be on blood pressure, uh, pressure medication. I'm, I'm still, I, I feel at least a relatively young guy. So I've actually kind of made a promise. I've been talking to my wife. I'm like, listen, you know, I've got this trip coming up. And, uh, once I get back, I'm going to make a plan. I'm going to stick to this plan. I'm going to, you know, start working out. I'm going to do these things. We're going to stop ordering food every night. We're going to start cooking more. Uh, cause we actually, that's one of our biggest issues is, you know, she ends up working forever. I'm always constantly busy. So we're like, screw it. Let's order food. Let's just order. Let's DoorDash it. You know, let's Uber Eats it, whatever. Um, and then we had like a two week span where we didn't do that. And I lost eight pounds, like doing nothing other than just not ordering food and cooking at home. I lost eight pounds from that. So that's like a big thing of it. But the other is I got to get more active uh, for my blood pressure so that I can be here for my family. Cause it is something I do think about. It is something I'm very worried about, by the way. Um, even though with the medication, my blood pressure is now down to a manageable level. So I, I do appreciate the concern. Um, but yeah, it's, it's not necessarily the stress of dealing with these idiots. A lot of time it's fun. I, I think a lot of people have even commented on the fact that I'm laughing more in videos, um, because they're just so dumb. They really are so dumb folks. Uh, but I do appreciate the concern and trust me, it's something I've got it on the agenda. I'm working on a plan. Like I'm the kind of guy, like I have to have a plan or else I'm not going to do it. Um, so we'll see and you'll see, right? You'll be watching videos. And if two months from now, my face still looks like this, you could be like, oh, okay, he, uh, he didn't stick to the plan. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm putting it out there now. And y'all will be able to judge, you know, two, three months down the road, pull up a video from like today, pull up one from December, put them side by side and be like, hmm, I don't, I don't think, I don't think his plan worked. So that's, what's great about being on camera every day is like, I put on weight or I lose weight. Y'all can all tell, especially if you pull up older videos. Um, so we'll all see together. How about that? That sounds fun, right? And hopefully in the future, I can get off the blood pressure medication um, and y'all will probably see the difference in these videos.
Thanks for listening to today's Fair and Balanced Daily. Stay up to date with all of our content by finding us on YouTube at youtube.com slash fairandbalanced and follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at fairandbalanced.